welcome back to the Mother Daughter Disney Podcast. My name is Amanda. I'm here with my very lovely mother sitting across from me. Hi, I'm Jeanette. And today I'm so excited. We're going to go back to Disney Springs for a little bit. I realized technically last episode was also a bit about Disney Springs, the Disney Quest. So I guess really we're staying in Disney Springs. Yeah. But I thought today we would talk about, actually my mom thought of this idea, was to talk about our favorite food in Disney Springs since Disney Springs has so many eateries. And we haven't really talked about the food in Disney Springs specifically in a while. So yeah, I thought this would be a fun little thing. So we both kind of did our rankings a little bit differently. So my mom kind of just did like her top five places to eat or top five things that she would yeah, eat. Top and five I didn't more is like breakfast, lunch, and dinner type of thing. Mm. So we'll kind of just go back and forth. So you're going to start with your absolute number one, or do you want to say them one for last and go from like five to one? Five to one? Okay. All right, so you can go first. My five was Blaze Pizza. Okay. I thought Blaze Pizza was great. One time I was there by myself when I had Blaze Pizza because everybody abandoned me and went to Hollywood Studios, (laughs) but I went shopping. But I went to Blaze Pizza and after figuring out how to order it, it was really nice. I thought where the location is is great. So walk us through, how does Blaze Pizza work? Well, the Blaze Pizza, you have to go and tell them what kind of crush you want, what kind of toppings you want on it. Like you go down mm-hmm. the line. Yeah, it's um, kind of like I'm, a customized little Right. If I had to go back in there by myself right now, I'd probably still be confused. But I was lucky enough that there were a whole bunch of cast members getting lunch right in front of me. And they were all really friendly. So when I walked in, I looked confused. And they were like, can we help? And I'm like, this is my first time. And they helped me to figure out what I wanted. So I got like the really thin crust, which just, I mean, I, I eat basic pizza. But what I thought was really great was that where it is, I mean, they have plenty of tables around outside. The pizza was delicious. The view was really nice. So if I had to get a snack kind of like lunch kind of fast food, Blaze Pizza is my top. Yeah, no, for sure. So I actually also love Blaze Pizza too. I've never been to the one in Disney Springs, but where mm. I went to college, there was a Blaze Pizza. Oh, that's right. You've college. had Blaze Pizza before. And so I, I know kind of what it is and I've mm-hmm. eaten it before. What's also great about Blaze too is you can also make it vegan or gluten-free as well or any oh, okay. allergen friendly. So a lot of people who have dietary needs or, mm-hmm. you know, dietary restrictions or choices. Yeah, you can customize the pizza to whatever you want it to be, which is really great. Yeah. Which I, I think is really great, except that it's very confusing the first time you ever look at yeah, it. Yeah, it's a bit overwhelming. It's kind of like when you go to Subway sandwiches, you yes, know, the first it's like time much it's, like, to- it's a lot to decide suddenly. And if you don't know how it works, it can be a bit overwhelming. Right. So that's awesome. All right. So for me, again, I just did mine as breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So for breakfast, I'm going, I, I will say too first, we've actually never had breakfast no. in Disney Springs. So there's lots of options for breakfast in mm-hmm. Disney Springs. I know like the, the bubble waffles are very popular. I've never had a bubble waffle before. So I try to only pick things I've sort of had before or that I know of. Mm-hmm. And so I am going to breakfast at Amaret's Patisserie. And there I'm going to get the Mickey Moose for $9. It is a chocolate chiffon cake, dark chocolate mousse, and white chocolate mousse. Basically, it's like a little tuxedo cake in the shape of Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. So, I just thought it was so we cute. We know how Amanda likes her sweets yeah, for breakfast. So there's going to be a lot of sweets in this for sure. So, but overall, I really do like Emirates a lot. They're the ones that really do like those large, like big cakes for yes. Mickey, like the Mickey-shaped mm-hmm. cakes that can be quite expensive, but is like a luxurious cake, like if you're going to splurge right. on a cake. So they do lots of fun, like kind of seasonal things as well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always like to see what Emirates is doing and all of their food that I've ever had there has always been so good. It's so tasty and it's so cute too. Like it's so elegant and pretty the way that they kind of decorate they everything. They do everything, right? Yeah, like it's not like the fun quirky, I feel like of like the Disney bakery. It's like more of like a scale, like a, a more elegant, like scale right. up version. Like a of, French bakery, yeah, right. Of, of the baked goods, so. Well, if I had to add something about breakfast, like I said, we've never eaten breakfast at Disney Springs because yeah. we'd have to go over there and have breakfast and hang out. But what I do, if I had to go to breakfast at Disney Springs, I would want to do Chef Art's Homecoming because mm-hmm. that looks really interesting. Really, yeah. their, their menu to me looks very, very interesting. looks very good. 
Yeah. All right. What's your number four then? My number four was Ghirardelli ice cream. Okay. I don't get ice cream very often because it's a lot for me. And especially it's just a big, heavy thing. And I'm usually, eh, I don't really know if I want to eat the whole thing. But I have to admit, they, and once we found out that they make smaller sundaes, I was really happy. Because okay. originally- Find out. She just didn't realize you can ask for a scoop of ice cream. Yes. <laughs> is what she means. We always go there and the menu always has all these big, gigantic things on it with yeah, all this toppings. there's lots toppings of fun sundaes that they do. Yes. But then there's also like flavors. And you can just say, can I get one or two scoops of this ice cream flavor with maybe one topping? Right, with cream. one topping. Once I figured that out, then I was really happy. Yeah. And I really, to me, I guess because when we first used to start going to Disney Springs, that was the one place to get dessert. They didn't have all these other fancy places. Yeah, like back in the day. Like yes, when back in the day, Disney, it was just, you, know? you went to Ghirardelli and you went, first of all, we went through the candy shop. Yeah, there was either the Candy Cauldron or Ghirardelli. So right. like the main two places you So go. they take you through the, you go through the candy shop and it only sells the Ghirardelli chocolates, but they always had a little person handing them out from a basket. So you always got to taste the new ones that were out. And then we'd go and get ice cream and sit there. And for me, part of my, as we all know from Disney is that I love to sit and watch people go by. So it was a good place to go to get a nice dessert after dinner and be able to sit and watch all the people go. If across the way the stage had entertainment going on, you could hear that. So to me, it's more nostalgia plus the fact that the ice cream is really good is why I made that one of my choices. Yeah, no, for sure. That sounds good. All right. So for my mid-morning snack, I would say normally I would not be eating this much food, but just like in a general sense, <laughs> yes. my mid-morning snack. I'm heading over to the Ganachery, another bakery. Oh, God. <laughs> so at the Ganachery, there's two things I would want. So they do the made-to-order artisan s'mores there that look so good. They have like a little Mickey-shaped grand cracker on it. And it's kind of just like a luxurious s'more. It's for $8.50, which I realize sounds like a lot for like a s'more, <laughs> a s'more that you could buy for like a whole box of all the ingredients for like half the price of that. But again, this is like an artisan like made-to-order s'more. They just keep in mind they do do seasonal s'mores. So for instance, in December, they were doing peppermint s'mores and you cannot get the normal s'more, s'more so to speak. You have to get like whatever the seasonal one is. And so, yeah, so I would definitely want to get one of like the, the made-to-order artisan s'mores. And here they also do the seasonal cake pops as well. So they have a Mickey and a mini cake pop, but they also have the Millennium Falcon chocolate pop, which for $7, which is a solid milk chocolate with crisp pearls. And they also do the Ahsoka Tana pop as well, which is a vegan pop that I believe is like blueberries in it or something like that. Um, but yeah, but they do these seasonal cake pops and they also look so good. They also kind of like Emirates. They do, like the ganache is a bit more chocolate based specifically. Mm-hmm. So rather than like pastries, like the elegant pastries, they do like the fancy chocolate. So you can get like truffles, um, different like flavors of truffles, fudge, and you know, like toffee, things like that. So again, all the chocolate always looks so good and so, so fun and fancy when you're in there. So, <laughs> all right, what is your number three? Well, mine is Candy Cauldron. Okay. But see, I'm not, not for the chocolate. Yeah. Uh, I go in there for the toffee. Yeah. I'm a toffee eater. Um, also, the Candy Cauldron is different from the ganache. That's like the yes. Disney one. Can- yeah. yeah, the Candy Cauldron is a Disney candy Yep, the classic shop. Candy Cauldron. Um, the way it was always set up was, is that it had a little spot on the side to get, to get stuff. And then they have all of the, the gummy bears and all that stuff hanging on the wall. And then they have the cases where they have all the fresh chocolates, like the chocolate covered pretzels and the things mm-hmm. and all the fancy things. And then of course they have all the chocolate covered apples. I mean, it's fun to go in there and look at the chocolate covered apples. I think they all look so cool and they're all decorated so beautifully, but I can't eat a whole apple with the chocolate on it. And I, it just goes bad. So you need to have people who all want to eat at the same time. But I find that no matter what vacation I'm on, even if it's not Disney, after dinner, I always, we always like something sweet. My father mm-hmm. was always like, oh, I need something sweet after dinner. So we got into that habit. And I love toffee, English toffee. Mm-hmm. And their English toffee is delicious. So yeah. we'll go in there and just ask me and my well, husband. you should have had a piece from the ganachery because their toffee is also supposed to be very Probably good they too. probably have yeah. a really good one too. But when, when we, we were in, there the other day, you didn't want to even go in and look. And no. I said they have toffee here. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't in the mood for dessert so. that day. So I didn't even go in. Yeah. Next time I'll have to check that yeah. out. Because when we go to the Candy Cauldron, that's exactly 
typically what I go for. I go for a piece of toffee mm-hmm. and it's always a big piece. So we just kind of pick at it a little bit. I always have some left when we get back to the hotel room. But for me, that's like the perfect little sweet after dinner. It's yeah. it, it's sugary, it's sweet, and I really enjoy English toffee. Mm-hmm. So Candy Cauldron was one of my places that I love to go into and, yeah. and check out. I love Candy Cauldron. And it's very, and you can get a lot of the classic like Disney like desserts mm-hmm. also there as well that you see in other Disney bakeries. Right. So that's always a good spot to remember in case you're looking for like one of like the classic, like the big Mickey cookie or something like that. Like they would have that there, for instance. Right. All right. So now I'm doing my lunch. So for lunch, mm-hmm. I'm going to Deluxe Burger. So I really like Deluxe Burger. Mm-hmm. I've been there a few times now. I will say it looks like they changed their menu just a little bit because their plant-based burger sounds a little bit different than the last time I had it. Okay. But it's basically says it's a plant-based burger for $13.49. It comes with a plant-based Gouda, pickles, lettuce, tomato, and served on a Parker House roll. I probably get it without the Gouda just because I don't really like vegan cheese that much. I will also get my fresh cut French fries in the regular size for $5.49. And I figured if I'm going all out, I would also get the cookies and cream gelato milkshake for $7.75, <laughs> which is vanilla gelato blended with chocolate cookie pieces topped with whipped cream and cookie crumbles. I love how they have to say chocolate cookie pieces because they can't say Oreos because right. it's a trademark <laughs> brand. <laughs> I always love when like they have yeah. to avoir the word Oreos and they have to call it something else. <laughs> so like chocolate sandwich cookies or something. Right. But yeah, but if I was going all out, that's what my lunch would be. I think they have some of the best French fries I've ever had, honestly. Mm. I love their French fries when I had them. They're okay. And I really love the burger mm. that I had there too. So yeah, I mean like every time I've had their fries, I think they're some of my favorites. I think their fries are more of like the fresh cut type of fries. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of like the fresh cut fried fries. And um, yeah, just, just a, a good plant-based burger. And also I like the area they have too because they have like a little, I don't know, balcony sort of like Right, a they like Blaze Pizza. Sort of they're over the there by the water so. where you can sit and you know, sometimes the ducks are in the water and people are walking across the bridge. And like I said, that helps when you're eating things to make it taste better. Yeah, no, so it is nice. All right, what's, and then I don't know what number you're on already. You're four or something or you're on five already. I'm on two. Oh, sorry. Yeah, right, because we're counting up. Yeah, sorry. Two. Okay, my favorite, one of my big favorites, drinks at the House of Blues. Okay. Okay, so while Amanda's eating her chocolate and and shakes, I'd rather have a drink at the House of Blues. And that's for a couple of different reasons. It's really just a really nice atmosphere. You don't have to, you don't have to go inside the House of Blues to drink. They have an outdoor patio. And as long as the the weather's nice, it's really cool to sit out there because they have a little stage and a little bar and you can just, they always have some kind of really good entertainment going on. And I do love my blues. So you can just sit there at a table, order your drink, sit, relax, and just enjoy. And to me, as we know, I just love to find all the little lounges and little places to relax. And I think the House of Blues is, to me, is really fun. So if I have a choice to go anywhere while we're in Disney Springs, I don't even care if we even hang out there that long. I always have to at least walk through their store. I enjoy eating there. I enjoy drinking there. I just like the whole atmosphere. Even when you go inside, all of the memorabilia and the different things and the different feel that it has, like as if you're in New Orleans. I just love the House of Blues. Yeah, I love the House of Blues too. And I will say, I didn't put them on my list, but I think their food is so good there. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're kind of, like, not necessarily underrated because obviously they're so popular. Right. But I do think the food specifically is very good. Like, I thought every time you've eaten there, I've always had a really good meal Well, you don't there. ever hear anybody saying, like, when somebody says, where do you go for dinner? They're, they're all naming all the big name ones and the, yeah. nobody ever says, go down to the House of Blues. Well, I think the House of Blues, like you were saying, is more associated with drinks and the music mm-hmm. than it is with the food. So people aren't like, oh, you have, mm-hmm. you're going there for the food. I think people are more like, you're going there for the atmosphere and the drinks mm-hmm. and the food but their food is just as good i know <laughs> so we've been going there since you were kids since you were too. babies so yeah. yeah i would say house of blues is very good and i think the food can be underrated but in itself i think everyone really loves the drinking and the live music that they have so that's really great i'll say too i'll never forget this and i've never seen it again but one time we were walking out of the house of blues and they kind of had some bushes on the outside oh, and yeah. i saw this little girl looking into the bush and i thought like i wonder what she's looking at when i looked in the bush there was a small little kitten inside the bush, bush. just like sleeping and i was like where did this little the kitten, kitten come, come from, from in the middle of 
one singular little kitten just like kind of like just sleeping like curled up and I was like I can't believe that there's just a little kitten in there and I've never seen another cat ever in my life in that bush (laughs) (laughs) just that one time but I'll never forget seeing that little kitten it was so exciting and I hope the little kitten is living a great life to this day (laughs) listening to his blues he's a blues kitten I know I mean that's what I'm saying too it was like loud that day like there was live music there was people around like it was nighttime so that kitten was just hanging out just Mm -hmm. like it knew that no one really knew it was in there no one was bothering him and I couldn't like no one was like me and the little girl like weren't trying to reach for him or, or her or anything no, like that. No, she was just watching him. Yeah, we were yeah. both just looking at the kitten and yeah, this is a kind of before smartphones. So I didn't have a photo of her <laughs> But I mean like, I'll, I'll never forget seeing that little kitten in that bush and every time I look in the bush just in case and I have not seen it yeah, since. Yeah, I forgot about years. that, that little kitten <laughs> so. sleeping there. You'd never think to see a kitten in Disney Springs. Yeah, I know, right? All right, so for my, I guess like my two, my lunch and dinner snack, I get, so for a certain extent, the snacks, I just didn't know where to put just because I wanted to like highlight all my favorite bakeries. But I guess I wanted to throw out Gideon's Bakehouse in here because it is such a classic. No. <laughs> now such like an infamous place to go to in Disney Springs. You know, it's like everyone sees the long line that you can't see inside because like the big, you know, archway door and everyone's like, what's in there? And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's cookies. Like I know it sounds weird being like, you're waiting 20 minutes in line for like to buy one cookie cookies. that's $6. But <laughs> the cookies are very good. I do think they are worth at least once to try the cookie just mm-hmm. so you can say you've tried it to see if you like it or you not. You can't eat them all at once anyway, even if they are that expensive. You yeah, they last $6 a while. worth of cookie at one yeah, sitting. So I would say you can always like, like we usually buy like three cookies or something like that. And then we eat them over the course of a week. Yeah, like, they're like just, a snack. Yeah, I don't just sit down and eat the whole cookie but my favorite is the triple chocolate chip cookie and on Gideon's Bake on the website they have like full descriptions for all the cookies which I didn't know so their description Mm. is our our triple chocolate which really is five kinds of chocolate is made with fancy calibo and Ghirardelli chocolates to name a few to make it extra velvety we pour our chocolate ganache straight into the cookie dough as we're mixing it this is the cookie you just want to curl up with our most emotional cookie which I thought was very interesting trying to create a whole experience (laughs) on that cookie although I will say pouring chocolate ganache right into the cookie dough isn't necessarily unique that is just how you make chocolate <laughs> cookies. So I, I say that as a baker myself, that is just how you make it. Right. But I guess like, I guess have it to depends. make it sound fancy. It depends which recipe you're using, I suppose. And I guess you can just use like cocoa powder mm-hmm. rather than putting the ganache into it. But the ganache is, is what is what's going to make it good. I think also what makes Gideon's good, because I will say a chocolate chocolate chip cookie is very difficult to make like that chocolate based cookie dough because it dries out very quickly once okay. you put the chocolate into it. And once you bake it, the cookie will dry out very quickly too. So that I always find they're only really good the day of and then the next day they get, they're already crumbling away. So again, I'm not really sure what Guinea's does different to make theirs like not crumble away the next day. I'm sure they probably have some kind of preservatives that they put in their cookies that, you know, most bakers at home don't do. But yeah, I will say one of the best mm-hmm. triple chocolate cookies I've ever had. But all of their cookies are great. And every month they do do like a special like month of the, like a monthly flavor cookie that will only be for that month. So some flavors that I've never had that I would love to try is their chocolate peanut butter flavor. Oh. Never had that. That mm-hmm. one always looks good. I have had the m and Daddy one. had the chocolate peanut, but that's when Daddy gets the chocolate no, peanut butter. No, they have a regular peanut butter a regular peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, so I guess the normal peanut butter one, which is also very good. I went through a phase a couple years ago where I was obsessed with peanut butter cookies. I was making them all the time. I was eating them all the time. I feel like maybe I should enter back into my peanut butter cookie obsession because I'm thinking <laughs> about it and they're Uh-oh. so good. But yeah, it's like Next I go week, through. Be peanut butter cookies. Yeah, I go through phases. Right now I'm kind of in a bread phase. I've been making bread recently. <laughs> yeah, I go through phases with my dessert sometimes. Yeah, their peanut butter cookie is good, but the chocolate peanut butter cookie is one of the monthly ones that we haven't had yet. The other one I've always wanted to try is they have a, well, they do have a coffee cake cookie, but that's only served in the mornings I think because in the evenings we've never seen it before but apparently that's very good I have had their M&M cookie before they have that one during like the Halloween season I think Mm -hmm. they call it some kind of Frankenstein cookie I've had that one which is very good they also do like a golden like they have like a cookies and cream type cookie but with like the golden Oreos instead Mm -hmm. I've had that one before too which is also very good I have had the normal cookies and cream but yeah but that M&M one is I would say is one of my favorites and oh what's the other flavor I've always wanted to try again the the peanut butter chocolate chip one or the peanut butter chocolate is one and there's another flavor 
favorite I haven't had that I've, I would have liked to try. I have the same cookie now. every time we oh, go. Oh, the lemon poppy seed cookie. That no, one looks no, really good, too. that doesn't too. do anything for me. Yeah, I always have the pistachio toffee. Seed. Yeah, pistachio <laughs> toffee is also good. I mean, look, all the cookies are good, honestly. But the lemon poppy seed, I would love to try. I forget which month they typically do that one mm-hmm. in, but I, I've never had, I've never been down there in the month where they're doing it. Because again, it's only during that month that they mm-hmm. do it. And every year, they usually will bring back like the fan favorites. And then sometimes they'll do like new cookies. And if you keep up on their, their Instagram, sometimes they'll be like, one week, we're going to try this new flavor. Mm-hmm. I have had their cake before too. Their cake is also pretty good. Although I will say I prefer their cookies over their the cake. cake slices just personally. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so I just want to throw out Gideon's just because I do really love Gideon's and I know it's like very, like everyone talks about it, but yeah, I want to talk okay, about it Okay, now we've too. kind of touched <laughs> almost every candy and cookie place in, in Disney Springs. Yeah, for the most part. But okay. all right, what is your, your number one? Well, my number one is my entree place and it's Marimoto Asia. Yeah, I figured it was going to be that. That is my favorite restaurant at Disney Springs, hands down. I just love the food. I love the atmosphere. I love everything about Marimoto Asia. My favorite entree is the spare ribs. Mm-hmm. You can get them as appetizer or you can get them as dinner. They are very big. I usually just get the appetizer version of it because we usually get some kind of appetizers first. But I have to say that all their food there, you know, we've, we've shared lo mein. I've had other dishes there. Everybody gets what they like and everybody is happy with what they get. I have to say the service is great. The atmosphere is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I just love going there. I just know that if I'm going to Marimoto Asia, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. We have not gone in the last two times or so that we've been. So next time when we go in May, Marimoto Asia is my first responsibility to get reservations there. No, it is so good. I like my mom was saying too, it's a very large like Mm. Asian fusion menu. So they kind of Asian food from Mm -hmm. all over Asia in a general sense. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like Japanese food, but they do have sushi. It's not just Chinese food, but they do have like, you know, Chinese lo mein. And now they do have more veggie options as well. I remember Mm. when Marimoto Asia first opened and we went there, I had just went vegetarian. And I remember when we went there, there was like one thing on the menu for me to get. And so I think I, they didn't even have it. I think I got vegetarian lo mein, but it wasn't even on the menu. I just asked for it without chicken or something Mm -hmm. like that. Now they have much more plant-based options that you can, you know, get if you want to. Same thing with all Disney restaurants. Now they definitely have had more and more. They've been added As time has gone on, people have gotten smarter to make their menus. Yeah, to have like more options or like just have it more customizable so you can add in like a meat choice if you want to, or you can take Mm -hmm. it out if you want to, to make it easier. So yeah, but I think Mary Motorish is great. And I'd say that's another restaurant where like the atmosphere is one of the best because you walk in there. It's very elegant when you walk in. Like the chandeliers in there are so beautiful. Decorations, I know, they're beautiful. Yeah, it makes you feel like you're going to like another world almost to a certain extent. And then, but you also don't have to like dress fancy to go there. Like you can dress very casual and go there. Yeah, it's Disney. You know, you got people who come for dates. You see people, especially if you're there on a weekend, you can see that people are coming in for dinner, for dates and and a couple of parties and different things going on. On a regular basis, you can just go in there, you know, and just just sit and relax and have a really nice dinner. Yeah, no, I do. I do think it's one of the best Asian restaurants that they have overall in like all of Disney World. So that's one of her favorites. All right. So for my dinner, I just picked this one. We actually just went there for the first time, but I decided to go with Enzo's Hideaway oh. because I really liked Enzo's Hideaway. I thought the concept of the restaurant was so unique and so fun in that sense. So they have Maria and Enzo's restaurant, which is across the way. And that is like the bigger, like Italian inspired mm-hmm. restaurant, so to speak. And then Enzo's Hideaway actually is in like the same building basically, but it, I say it's like underground in quotations. It's kind of right next to STK, but you sort of go down these steps and then it's like, you know, again, it's a hideaway. So you walk in. So it feels like you're kind of like hidden away in like the, the wine cellar, so to speak. And so I love the atmosphere of that. I thought that was, was such, nice. such a cool concept. Almost like I felt like a speakeasy in that sense. I felt it's such mm-hmm. a cool concept to like walk in there. Although, I mean, like it, it was hard to get a reservation. So I mean, like everyone knows about it. It's not yes. actually hidden away or anything like that. But yeah, but it was, it was fun to walk in and like kind of see like the way it was decorated and it kind of had all like this writing on the wall that was really cool. Mm-hmm. They had like this big display cases of like the cheeses and everything. And like the bar was like a really cool setup as well. So, and then actually, when you go to the restroom, the restroom is, shares the same restroom as Maria and Enzo. And so when you walk across the way, you see that like airport in 
inspire like restaurant right across the way. So I right. think that's also really cool. But yeah, but I thought it was really good. I love the atmosphere a lot. So we had the focaccia della casa for $14, which is house-made focaccia bread that comes with wet ricotta, lemon, extra virgin olive oil, sea salt, and cracked pepper. I will say, I didn't realize it was whipped ricotta, even though it was on the menu. I don't like ricotta cheese. <laughs> it's one of my least favorite cheeses. I remember spreading that on my focaccia, so excited to have like whipped butter on it, and it was not butter. I remember eating it and thinking, something is wrong with this butter. This does not taste good. And I looked at the menu, I'm like, oh, that's why I don't like it. It's because it's ricotta cheese. And so they did come with butter as well. So I was like, thank goodness, because I would not eat that whipped ricotta. I'm sure it tasted great though, if you like that type of cheese. Yeah. But yeah, I thought the bread was really good. For my entree, I actually just had a Caesar salad, but it was a very good Caesar salad. It was for $16. It said this Enzo's favorite Caesar salad recipe with romaine lettuce, ciabatta croutons, and parmigiano. The ciabatta croutons were really good too. I mm-hmm. love when it, a Caesar salad has good croutons yeah. because if it's not good croutons, I just won't eat them. I'll just push them to the side. Yeah. But I thought their croutons was really great. And then I will say I did not eat this. However, this is what I would have ordered if I was more hungry that day. But that day when we went, my mom and I had had a really big lunch at Yak and Yeti. Yeah, for the so first I wasn't time really we ate super lunch. hungry. Yes. But I would get the linguine alla burrata, which mm-hmm. for $29, which is a roasted mushroom, baby spinach, burrata, white wine, mushroom burradetto, and pecorino, which sounds really good. I've recently kind of been into more mushroom pasta dishes, which oh, okay. I find to be very good. And Molino's has a really good one that has mushrooms in it. I've had that one a few times. Mm. And so I feel like this one sounds very similar. Sounds so I feel like well, I've also friends of ours had the, the meatballs and the pasta, and yeah, they, they said, said they were the best great. they've had in most yeah. places. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, she actually compared it to her husband's mother's meatballs, meatballs. which is a big deal if mm-hmm. you're comparing it to someone's homemade meatballs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I thought the food was really good when we were there. I thought the atmosphere was nice. I thought our waitress was super nice. She was. Yeah, it's like one of our, our friends who were there, he wanted to ask like if their mangoes were good, if he was going to get the prosciutto and mangoes. <laughs> and she actually brought him out a little the melon, thing of the, the oh, melons. The cantaloupe. Yeah. The, yeah, the melons, the yeah. melon and prosciutto. And she brought him out some melons so he could taste it to see if he liked the melons if they were in season or not, which I thought was very kind of her. So yes, I just thought it was a good, a good place. We've only been there once, but I thought it was a good shout. Mm-hmm. So, all right. And then my final place is my dessert. So for dessert, my mom has already talked about this place. It is Ghirardelli. I could not not talk about Ghirardelli as well because Ghirardelli is one of my favorite places too. It's such a classic. Like these other places like Amaretz, the Ganache, Gideon's, these are all new places. You know, they've all opened up within the last five years right. or so. But Ghirardelli's is a staple that has been there for many, many years, 10 plus years at least. And I, because of that too, I have all the childhood memories too of going to Ghirardelli's, waiting in line, like deciding where we're going to get, mm. you know, getting those little chocolates in like the little candy shop that they have right next door. There used to be a Ghirardelli's also in Boston as well, where I used to live. That one did close down, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So now on the East Coast, Ghirardelli in Disney Springs is the only, only Ghirardelli, left. In, mm-hmm. I think, I think left. I don't even think there's one in New York City anymore, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure on that if there is one in New York City or not. But the one in Boston did close. I kind of wonder why. Well, I we went imagine. to the one originally in San Francisco, the Ghirardelli. We've been to the one in San Francisco too, mm-hmm. but there's only Ghirardelli's in California, California or like on the West Coast, I should say, like wow. on the East Coast. I think the one in Disney Springs is one of the last ones left, left, which is kind of sad. I can't imagine it was doing poorly in Boston. So maybe like know. the cost and the rent or whatever just be. wasn't worth it or who knows mm. but because you know, yeah boston is a very expensive place to live and, and to mm. run a business so i get it yeah. <laughs> if i was going to ghirardelli's i normally do just get like a scoop of ice cream i, I will say i don't normally get anything that crazy mm. but one time my dad and i did get one of the sundays we got the cookie crumble hot fudge sundae for 18.95 this comes with a vanilla and cookies and cream ice cream handmade hot fudge whipped cream chocolate chip cookie crumbles and two <laughs> milk chocolate caramel minis i remember when we got this i've had it i do have photos of it as well and when you go on their website it's one of like the first Sundays that pops up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of served in like an oblong little shape, like a classic, like, you know, American Sunday type shape. And it's so good. I will say it's quite large. So I would say it's definitely a sharing type of yes. Sunday, which is why we never get Sundays. Because so usually me and my dad want different flavors of ice cream or we want like our own thing. Like for instance, I'm actually not a big hot fudge person. So it's like, I didn't really care for the hot fudge or the whipped cream. What I really wanted was the, the chocolate chip cookie crumbles. Because I think at the time you couldn't get like cookie dough, like,
pieces as a topping. You could only get it in the Sunday, so that's why I got. The, I wanted the Sunday originally. I think now you can get the cookie dough mm. topping separately from the Sunday. I'm not really sure why it was exclusive like years ago. But yeah, but that's why we got it the first time, and that's all I really wanted. So yeah, normally we don't usually get Sundays because they're too big for us, and we all want our own flavors, right. our own <laughs> toppings. So <laughs> we don't want to share with each no, other. Everybody's fussy, <laughs> fussy, fussy. But this is a really yeah. good Sunday, and honestly, I would recommend any of their Sundays. They have more Disney-inspired Sundays now too that kind of come in a cup with a little waffle Mickey ears that come mm. in it, which also look really yeah. cute. I haven't gotten any of those, but I can't imagine they'd be bad. I feel like everyone always loves Ghirardelli's when we go there. Right. So we'll have to go there again because yeah. we, haven't, we didn't go there last time. So it's been a while since we've been back there to get ice cream. Although I guess last time was a bit chilly, so I don't know if we were. Oh yeah, we weren't looking for ice cream last time. Yeah, we're looking for something a bit okay, more warm. Keep us warm. But our next trip will be in like the late spring, early summer. So we'll probably be nice and toasty. <laughs> yes, in it'll May be warmer. Yes. <laughs> to, to get something. I do have an honorable, honorable mention too. Yeah, sure. I had listed my last was actually drinks at Raglan Road. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really crazy about Raglan Road's menu, although Dad is because he loves his Irish food. Yeah, my food. dad loves Raglan um, Road. I can get a hamburger at Raglan Road. Unfortunately, we don't go anymore because Amanda can't eat anything. They took well, their salad. Well, it's not that we don't go salad. anymore, but it's that yes. the last time we went, they, they've changed their menu quite a few times over the years. Like, because for a while they had a burger, then for a couple of years they, they didn't, didn't have, have the burger, a burger. Right. Then they brought the burger back. Then they had a really good Caesar salad. Then the Caesar salad left That's the menu, and so I feel like they're going back and forth with their menu a lot, and I, right. I just can't keep up. Right. <laughs> so, but we have been there because of the um, the entertainment and the the atmosphere. And when we had gone with Ted, we wanted to take him there because he hadn't been there, so we went yeah. there. But I do whenever Amanda and I go to Disney Springs, we like to you know meander and shop and whatever. And my husband is not a shopper, so we sent him off to Raglan Road. <laughs> go to Raglan Road, go sit down and have your your whiskey and whatever. And then by the time we join him, we're hungry, so what we do is we get the onion rings yeah, and a the drink. Onion rings are so good. And I like the bar. I just like the bar. It's you know you got the Irish entertainment going on behind you when they come mm-hmm. out. And yeah, the then Irish they then they're playing music and people are coming and going. It's a very busy pub. The mm-hmm. bartenders are all really nice. It's just a nice atmosphere to sit and like feel like you're in an Irish pub. So that was like my honorable mention when we go because even though I don't really want to eat at Raglan Road every time, I don't mind going there and having a drink yeah. before no, dinner. I would agree, do too. It's like it's more of a place where I like to hang out. But again, just because their menu has changed so mm-hmm. much over the years and they've they've added things and taken things off, it's yeah. just yeah, their onion rings are very good it. though. So they're very good to go with a drink. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. We definitely we definitely yeah. agree on that. So that was my honorable remember. mention. Great. <laughs> right. Is there any other places you want to highlight real quick? No, I think any places. Well, what, are there any places you want to try? I know we want to try the new place, the Summer House on the lake. Summer House. That's the one yeah. I want to really that one's try. Opened recently, and yes. I haven't been to. Everybody seems to think it's really, really nice. The atmosphere looks really good. Yeah, it looks very fancy. So we'll give it a try. I'm going to yeah. try my best to get a reservation. You can get reservations through Open Table for them. Yes. And whenever I can get a reservation through Open Table at Disney Springs, I do because this way, God forbid, our plans change. I'm not being told yeah, by Disney that I have to, to pay. Yeah. You know that 24 hours before I have to decide where I'm having dinner. Well, now um, it's two hours before, but yeah. Oh, now it's two hours, which is better. But when it was 24 hours before, sometimes that's very hard. Like even when we were last time, when I didn't feel good and we had to cancel the boathouse at the last minute, I didn't do it because I just couldn't decide where to eat. Mm-hmm. We really couldn't go to dinner. So I do try to do open table, but Summer House does go through open table. They do have other restaurants in other cities, mm-hmm. so they're not Disney related. So I really want to try that one out. That's yeah. the one I really want to do. I mean, there are other places we go in Disney Springs. I would Disney love to Springs. try the boathouse. So we keep oh, we keep about the making reservations. Because, yeah, we've made reservations there twice, and we end mm-hmm. up not going for various reasons. And so my parents have been there before. We were there when it first opened. Yeah, her, my, her, and my dad went mm-hmm. there when it first opened. We were there by it. ourselves. Yeah, they said they loved it one weekend, and 
and we happened to just go. Matter of fact, it was so new that we didn't even get a discount. Mm -hmm. It was the most expensive meal I've ever had at Disney because we went and sat. It was really cool. We sat on their outdoor balcony and we had appetizers, dinner, dessert, drinks. It was just so, it was just like a really nice romantic evening for us. And at the end of the night, they said, oh no, we don't take Disney discount yet because they were so new. Mm -hmm. And that was the last time we had gone and we keep making reservations if for some reason or another we have to keep changing them. Yeah, like things like our plans just end up changing during yes. the day and like the last time. So Amanda's got to get well. to the boathouse. Yeah, but they, so one day it's we'll a go. really cool restaurant. They have a very big raw bar that mm-hmm. you can go and you see it's actually there and you can do. But they have a very nice menu for everybody and the atmosphere is really fun. So yes, one of these days we do have to get back to the boathouse. One day we'll try. All right, now we'll transition to a little bit of Disney news. So I will say we're going to be pre-recording this episode in our next episode. So I'm kind of breaking up the Disney news a little bit. So just keep in mind that I'm saving some Disney news for next week. But the big news I feel like that happened recently was a really big tease about a Magic Kingdom expansion mm. that's going to come kind of like around Tiana's Bayou Adventure. So basically in the in the update, they were kind of updating everyone on Tiana's Bayou Adventure and the Country Bear Jamboree. And so in the update, they said, behold your horses, we're not done yet. We have a lot of growth and investment planned for our theme parks in the coming years and look forward to sharing more announcements about Frontierland. So y'all come back now, you hear? So everyone thinks that this is a tease to for them to expand Frontierland. I guess like if you're like kind of entering Frontierland to like the left, so to speak, in the park, which I do think there is room back there for mm-hmm. them to take down some trees, I suppose, and expand over there. So everyone's thinking that they're maybe adding something to do with like Tiana's Bayou Adventure, like some kind of like, you know, thing to do with her or something to do with Big Thunder Mountain. Because the thing is though, I think last year during T23, they said that they were going to be doing some kind of like renovation to Big Thunder Mountain. The people are thinking they're going to expand Frontierland to expand upon the story of Big Thunder Mountain. Mm-hmm. So for instance, in Disneyland Paris, there is a whole story and backstory, like fictional backstory to Frontierland in Disneyland Paris that doesn't technically exist in our Frontierland. Hmm. You could say it sort of exists, but the whole Frontierland kind of wraps in with the Haunted Mansion and Big Thunder Railroad and like the restaurants that are there and stuff. And so it's a very interesting backstory they have there. And I believe in the other Disneylands like around the world, so to speak, in like Shanghai, Hong Kong, and Tokyo, they also have like more of a background like story to Frontierland, whereas the ones in America don't just because ours were built first, so they just don't have them. Mm-hmm. No shame to that. So I'm wondering if that's what maybe they're going to do to like expand upon hmm. like that storyline of like adding more of the backstory for that so i'd be curious to see what they would do because in disneyland paris it, it wraps in with haunted mansion and they can't do that in magic kingdom because haunted mansion is part of liberty square so i wonder i just kind of wonder what they what they would do i suppose they could still try to wrap it in because you can still obviously see the haunted mansion from <laughs> frontierland it's right, really not that far side, away right but yeah so i'm just very curious to see what this big i know too they approved like that billion dollar you know renovation oh, to all right. the parks yeah so people are thinking they're going to make magic kingdom like you know bigger and better i suppose so mm-hmm. i think that'd be exciting but what do you think it could be? Any new stuff is exciting. Yeah. I think Frontierland does need a facelift. Like I said, it's one of our lands that we kind of just walk through because we're going from one set to another. So they are giving it a facelift. I think it would draw more people to that part of the park. And yeah. And I think they have a lot of room to do mm-hmm. it there because I think in my, because if you think about it in Tomorrowland, they've just added Tron. So they kind of expanded Tomorrowland Sideways, a more. right. They've yeah. expanded Fantasyland into like new Fantasyland. They have Land. said that they do have a lot of space behind Toontown. It's been said that they have some kind of more space back there somewhere. You're like behind New Fantasyland? Yes. Okay. Uh, supposedly at one point there was a rumor that there was land behind there too that they were, yeah. you know. But they got to be doing something new. Somewhere along the line they've got to add something somewhere. I mean, I know yeah. they're adding stuff to, to Animal Kingdom because if they're going to keep raising prices and they're going to keep have, building more hotels and building more timeshare and bringing more people in, they have to expand enough so that people want yeah, to like spread out and things. do. Yeah. So I guess with COVID over, it's time to start, you know, doing that now that well, Epcot's done. I wonder that too like how many of these plans have been pushed back 
mm-hmm. because of COVID. And again, too, like the plans for Epcot, like Epcot is supposed to be done like two yes, years ago. Yes, that's what I mean. Now that that's done now. Yeah, that's been being pushed Now down, they can move out. ahead. So I'm yeah. sure there, I mean, there's always been the rumor about a villain um, area. Well, that's what people thought too. Mm-hmm. So apparently one of the rumors, this is not confirmed or teased mm-hmm. or at all, but one of the rumors is that this expansion would be similar to like Pandora and mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom, where it's like a whole new land was added. Added. And so people were thinking it could be like a whole new addition to Frontierland or some kind of like villains area that could be added to Magic right. Kingdom. They've always talked about that, doing a villains park, doing this. Well, all their movies have, so you know, we'll see. They, there's so many villains that you yeah. would think that that would just be a treasure trove of of what they could do yeah. with that. I guess it's one of those things, there's so many directions they could go with it mm-hmm. that they have to decide what is the most cost efficient, what would be right. the most profitable, what would be the most interesting, what mm-hmm. could they expand on after they build the initial, you know, set, so to speak, what could they expand on in the future to like add more rides or characters or whatever. So yes, I wonder what they will, what they will do. Interesting. I'm very interested to see. And I love Magic Kingdom, so excited to see what's going to be. All right, the Country Bear Jamboree is closing on January 27th and will reopen in the summer of 2024 as the Country Bear Musical Jamboree. So lots of people are very excited for that to see the new show. I will say we have never been Country Bear Jamboree fans, if I'm being honest. Interested to see what the new musical will be. I know they're keeping a lot of the same characters and songs. They're just kind of adding a few more Disney songs is what it sounds like. All right, and then the last little bit here, I just thought this was very interesting because it doesn't happen very often, but the Run Disney weekend happened by the time this podcast comes out two weekends ago. So I apologize about that. But yeah, but when it happened though, the half marathon was mm, was that. pushed mm-hmm. earlier in the morning and also shortened due to the weather that was going on in Florida. So in January 6th, Disney had to start the half marathon 15 minutes earlier at 4.45 a.m. rather than 5 a.m. And they shortened the distance from 13.1 miles to 7.1 yeah. miles, which is a pretty big that difference was amazing. in the race. Yeah. So again, this is not the first time they've done this before. In the past, they've also canceled races straight out, just been like, sorry guys, we had to cancel due to weather, mm-hmm. due to whatever whatever's happening in, in the world or something like that. So again, it's not the first time they've done it, but a lot of people were joking that this was the inaugural 7.1 mile race. <laughs> they've never done this before. <laughs> it's also kind of funny too, because 7.1 miles is not much more than a 10K. It's literally only one mile more than more a 10K, than 10K, not even like a full mile. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting too, that if you did the 10, if, if you're doing the dopey challenge, I mean like low key, this is the year to do the dopey challenge. Oh wow, right? yeah, people gotta, doing the dopey yeah, challenge. you get away with break. not doing a half marathon. Yes. <laughs> they got a break. Yeah, so I mean, like I know that's a bit disappointing because I know it takes a lot of, I mean, like I, as a runner myself, it, it's training. months of training, months of like preparation, months of mental mental training and everything. And then to not run the race is always very disheartening. But I hope everyone still had fun running the inaugural 7.1 mile race. And I'm, I'm so sorry to everyone who didn't get, get to run it. But hopefully if you're able to next year, you can run the full half marathon. Although Disney does do half marathons throughout the year, you can always try to do the Princess half marathon and right. the food and wine half marathon. So that's always those. But the full marathon did go on as normal that Sunday morning. So people were able to run the full marathon. Everyone looked like the scene. They had a really great time. Yeah, for that 7.1, basically, instead of going, I think this one normally you you do the typical typical route. I think, I, I don't remember what the half marathon is. At, Disney has two routes for the half marathon that they do. Either you start, you always start in an Epcot parking lot. They're the Princess Half Marathon. You run up to Magic Kingdom Castle or Magic Kingdom in general. You run around and then you come back basically. And that's, that's the route. They have a secondary route that goes through Hollywood Studios and a little bit of Animal Kingdom as well, or one that really goes through Hollywood Studios. I can't remember which one this one was supposed to be. It was supposed to be like the Magic Kingdom route or the Hollywood Studios route. Instead though, for this one, you mainly ran around the parking lot of Epcot and then you did run all the way through like Epcot, like starting from the front and going all the way around the roller showcase and stuff. But for the most part, you were just running back and forth around the around the highway and the parking oh, lot of Epcot. So it like. so, yeah, I do realize it is quite disheartening. So I am well, sorry to all those runners. You can't fight with Mother Nature. Run, especially starting 15 minutes earlier. Mm-hmm. That is quite early to start the race. And then for it to be done, I mean like a 7.1 mile should be done within like what, by six should be done. <laughs> So just thinking it Time depends. to go back home, go to bed. Yeah, you, you'd be done within like a two hours at the most, I would say, for most runners, unless you 
walking in, I guess, maybe a little bit over two hours. But yeah, you definitely would be done soon. But again, that was due to the weather. So hopefully everyone stayed safe. All right, so now for some Disney birthdays. There are no Disney birthdays this week and there's no birthdays in our personal lives either. We don't have no. many Capricorns in our lives. So no birthdays this week, which leaves us with our final segment of the podcast, our Disney memory. So do you have a Disney memory for today's podcast? Well, I think the Disney memory is Ghirardelli. The first yeah. time we ever went there and got Sundays because we were, <laughs> we, I'm sorry, we're laughing because I'm playing with the placemats on the table while we're talking and I'm sorry, but I'm fidgety. So poor Amanda yes. has to has to do a lot of work well, on these it's, podcasts. It's, I, I've gotten better at editing background noise out of the podcast. So this is the second time this morning she's giving, giving me a dirty look. Because, because I can hear it from here, which means that the microphone's definitely picking it up. So I, before I tell you about my Disney memory, I will apologize for any extra okay. noise you hear because yeah. I'm fidgety and my hands are always moving. But anyway, mine is the, the, the memory of Ghirardelli and the first time we ever went to Disney and when they gave us the free chocolate and everybody was so excited. You were little, you were, you were just babies. And, you know, we sat down and we had a big, gigantic Sunday and I was like, oh my God, this is too much for me, but it was so good. And I just remember being in that Disney, what, downtown Disney, as they called it. I finally got used to calling yeah, it Disney then. Springs. I called it downtown Disney for years after they changed. But downtown Disney to me was just fun. Um, you just parked right outside, you walked in, it was small. And in my mind, I can still see sitting at Ghirardelli and watching the people go by and just being so thrilled to be in downtown Disney. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely agree. Because Ghirardelli's again, like back mm-hmm. in the day, that was like the main, yes. <laughs> the main dessert That was the main was reason to go to downtown Disney. Yeah, it, it was like the main dessert mm-hmm. place. Now there's like two different ice cream places down there. They have mm-hmm. salt and straw, which is like the fancy ice cream place. I would yeah, say. but that's fairly like new. Right. There's like a donut place now. Again, right. there's like the places for the waffles. Mm-hmm. There's places like a Dole Whips. There are so many options for right. food now in Disney Springs that it really is wild. But Ghirardelli's has really stood that test of time. And yes. I think will always be a classic. Yes, and that's a memory to me, being yeah. in downtown Disney when it first opened, when we first got down there. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, just that whole feel of that little, it was small. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like, you know, the world of Disney, a couple of other shops, the Christmas shop, you know, Rainforest Cafe. And and, oh, and, and then, Cafe. you know, the little paddle, the paddle boat and the Italian restaurant, Portofino, I think it was called, or Portobello. Yeah, back in um, the day, that's what it was called. Yes. Yeah. And that was it. I mean, that it was just contained. And it was just a memory of just knowing what that was like. And now thinking about how big it is and how expanded it is and mm-hmm. how much stuff is going on. Yeah, it's wild. No, for sure. I feel like, I, I guess my Disney memory, well, I guess I should say, I guess I could share this one. This one's kind of fun, but because it does take place in Disney Springs. We didn't talk about Paradiso 37 today, but Paradiso 37 oh. is also a great restaurant too. It is kind of like a Mexican or like Spanish yes. type Food's of food. It's good. It's yes. very good. But I remember one time, I forget what was going on, but we were at the House of Blues. My mm-hmm. parents were getting drinks at the House of Blues and me and my brother were just at the age where we were allowed to wander around, you know, Disney World by mm-hmm. ourselves. I do not remember what me and Luke were doing. I think we couldn't get into House of Blues We couldn't get night. into House of Blues for so, like an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. So my mom said like, I, me and my brother walked to Paradiso 37 and we were going to see if we could sit down like closer like you know better 20 minutes or something like that mm-hmm. so we walked down and then my brother had a cell phone at the time like crazy when you had a cell phone when you're a kid and he called my parents he said like yes we can sit down like the next 10-15 minutes so my parents tapped out and they came over to Paradiso 37 so then we sat down in there then again my brother and I were kids and my mom orders a margarita now so like keep in mind she just had a big bloody mary sucked it down a house I of sucked blues. it down as we were <laughs> running across <laughs> Disney Springs to get to, to Paradiso on an empty stomach yeah because I hadn't eaten yet so she sucked down that bloody 
Bloody Mary, came over, and then she ordered this big margarita. So now she's well, I didn't order a big margarita. I ordered a margarita. They do serve them very big. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't even a margarita. I can actually tell you that I asked the guy for some, I wanted a smooth tequila. Yeah. And he recommended, and it came sort of like a margarita, but it was more tequila on ice in a very big glass. (laughs) So now she's drinking this. I remember my brother just being like, mom's so drunk right now. Look how drunk she is. (laughs) I remember you were laughing so hard and your face was red. You're like, I'm not drunk. Drunk. Just like, we were just like, it was such like, a, we were having such a ball in that restaurant that oh night. Oh God, honestly. they were making such fun of me, but I was having a good old time. I, I, I honestly don't remember what I ate. I think I just ordered the only steak that was on the menu. It was yeah, some I kind of sliced steak. Either, don't even kid, remember what I ate. I remember it was so funny though, because my brother was so convinced. He's like, you're so drunk right now. Look how drunk you are. We can't take you here. Like all this stuff. It was just so funny though, I remember. But again, yes, like my mom. Not usual for me. Yeah, my mom does love love her drinks though. And again, yes. that was just like a funny situation that like normally yes. she doesn't drink that much in that short period of time. Right. But- and let's say that I do love a drink, but usually it's one drink at yes. these days. You know, the, you know, these days it's one drink. You know, I just like the atmosphere of sitting and having a nice, relaxing drink. Yes. Um, I do like, and I'm very picky about my drinks. I like my really good tequila well, yeah, and I like my drink, Bloody Marys. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, not like I sure. drink anything and everything that comes past my table. Yes. <laughs> I just like my few little things that I like to like to drink. And I like when it's a good atmosphere. So, you know, I thought we were going to be sitting, listening to music, having a Bloody Mary. Didn't know I had to suck it down as I was running yes, and then run to the Paris. next Place. Which again is also a great restaurant, although I didn't mention it today though. Yes. But I would also recommend that place too. Yes, it very, is good too. Very fun. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or if you're listening or watching on YouTube to leave a comment below. And I will have a dedicated dedicated Instagram post on Spaceship Earth Design. So make sure you let us know on that dedicated Instagram post like in the comments, where is your favorite place to eat in Disney Springs? Did we mention your favorite? Did we not mention your favorite? I know there's lots of restaurants we didn't even touch upon or even oh, talk God, about. Yeah, there's so much to Lots pick of from. meals that we didn't even talk about like we didn't talk about chicken guy people love mm-hmm. chicken guy we didn't talk about polite polite pig people love polite pig lots of places we didn't even touch upon so let us know where is your favorite place to eat what is your favorite dessert what is your favorite bakery your favorite drink we'd love to hear it yeah yeah thank you so much for listening to this week and we will all see you soon bye bye